All right, welcome back everyone to the CV update. For this episode, I will be covering the two divisional round matchups being played tomorrow. And like last week, I will have another episode out tomorrow covering the two playoff games on Sunday. Last weekend had a combination of expected results with some truly shocking upsets. Shout out to the Cleveland Browns for taking down the Pittsburgh Steelers by a score of 48-37 to and making sure the Patriots are still tied for the most Super Bowl wins with six. Their reward for this upset is a matchup with quarterback Patrick Mahomes and the reigning Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. But as that game is to be played on Sunday, I'll talk more about that game tomorrow. Another shout-out goes to the Los Angeles Rams, who I predicted to lose to the Seattle Seahawks. But their defense clearly heard all the pundits picking Seattle last week, and they played their best game of the season considering the stakes and won 30-20. Their reward is a matchup against the presumptive MVP of the 2020 season, quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and the number one seed Green Bay Packers. That's the first game of the divisional round with kickoff slated for 4.35 p.m. EST tomorrow. So that's where we'll begin. The second game on Saturday is another good one with the Baltimore Ravens who got some revenge against the Tennessee Titans from their playoff defeat a season ago visiting the Buffalo Bills. That game will kick off at 8.20 p.m. EST. Anyways, let's begin. So the Rams are visiting the Packers tomorrow at 4.35 p.m. That's the kickoff at Lambeau Field, also known as the Frozen Tundra. The Packers are 13-3, and and they're the number one seed, and Aaron Rodgers has been incredible as always. He's likely winning his third MVP award this season, throwing for 4,299 yards with a career-high 48 touchdowns, which also led the league with just five interceptions. Anyone think that the Jordan Love pick uh, the Packers took in the first round this year fueled him to really have a terrific year? Obviously, he's always been motivated, but you don't think that having a backup or drafting a backup definitely motivated him to play with more fire? I definitely think it's a role. Just like Jimmy Garoppolo, the drafting of Jimmy Garoppolo in 2014 fueled Tom Brady to win three Super Bowls in the next five seasons. We're likely seeing what's going on right now with Aaron Rodgers when they took Jordan Love. Anyways, let's look at the wide receivers. The top player for the Green Bay Packers is clearly Devontae Adams outside of Aaron Rodgers. This season, he had a terrific year, 115 receptions, 1,374 yards, and 18 touchdowns. There's also Aaron Jones, who had 201 carries for 1,104 rushing yards, and he also scored nine touchdowns. He also had 47 receptions for 355 yards. There's tight end Robert Tanyan, who had 52 receptions this season for 586 yards, and he also caught 11 touchdowns. <clears throat> There's also Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who has 33 receptions for 690 yards and six touchdowns, and he could be targeted a lot this game with Devontae Adams drawing Rams all-pro cornerback Jalen Ramsey, but I'll get into that in a little bit. The Packers' defense is solid overall. They're seventh in pass defense, allowing 221.2 yards through the air, and they're 13th in run defense, allowing 112.8 yards on the ground. <clears throat> For the Rams, there's quarterback Jared Goff, who played after coming in relief after John Wolford, the starter, took a bad hit and had to go to the hospital. Goff was okay in this game, nine completions for nine and against the Seahawks, that is. <clears throat> he had nine completions at 19 attempts, throwing one touchdown, and most importantly, he protected the ball and the Rams didn't turn it over. Cam Akers, the running back, 28 carries for 131 yards and one touchdown with two catches for 45 yards, and wide receivers. Cooper Cup 
he had four receptions for 78 yards, and Robert Woods had four receptions for 48 yards and a touchdown. The Rams' defense played very well this game. They recovered a fumble, and they had five sacks on Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson and one interception by quarterback cornerback Darius Williams, which was returned for a touchdown. And really, they allowed 13 points by all regards. The last touchdown came in garbage time with Al Camardi in the bag. So the Rams' defense is for real, and it's going to be a very good game tomorrow just because the Packers' offense is so good, but they match up against an elite defense. The Rams' defense, once again, just uh, statistics. They are the number one pass defense, allowing 190.7 yards through the air, and they're the number three run defense, allowing 91.3 yards on the ground. And the key matchup to really watch for in this game is going to be cornerback Jalen Ramsey against wide receiver Devontae Adams. Just for comparison, last week, Jalen Ramsey was matched against DK Metcalf, and Metcalf did finish the game with five receptions for 96 yards and scored two touchdowns, but when Ramsey covered him, Metcalf had three catches for 33 yards and no touchdowns. So that means... Literally in this game, the two catches Metcalf caught when not being guarded by Ramsey, he scored a touchdown, which shows the impact that Ramsey had in limiting Metcalf's involvement. It could have been a lot more than two touchdowns if Ramsey had not done the job he did. So he deserves a lot of credit. And once again, he's going to be tasked with guarding Adams, who's a terrific wide receiver, having a career season. And he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. But the Rams' defense, it's up to the task of definitely slowing down the screen Bay offense. The Rams' defense is second in the league with 53 sacks, led by Aaron Donald, who's by far the best defensive player in the game today. But he is dealing with a rib injury, but he is scheduled to play. So we'll see how much of an impact or how much the injury limits Donald's involvement. Pro Football Focus has the Packers' offensive line ranked as the second best in the league. And even with the loss of all-pro tackle David Bakhtari to an ACL tear, the Packers' unit is still as good as their possibly can be but the Rams pass rush is for real so the key thing to watch for is if Donald isn't as effective that might end up being the difference in this game for the spread the Packers come into this game as 6.5 point favorites and I understand why like obviously with such an explosive dynamic offense um the Packers should be favored in this game and I do have the Packers winning this game but a little closer. I have the Packers winning by a score of 21 to 17. So not covering the spread, but I do have them winning this game. So we'll see how that goes. I think the Packers narrowly get by just because of Aaron Rodgers in the end. The other game is a very interesting one. It's a very intriguing one. The the Baltimore Ravens, after a very emotional charged win against the Tennessee Titans last week at Nissan Stadium, now they're going to be playing on Saturday night against the Buffalo Bills at New Era Field. And of course, the Ravens came and beat the Tennessee Titans 20 to 13. And there was a pretty impressive game just considering all the circumstances. They fell behind 10 0, and quarterback Lamar Jackson completed 17 passes and 24 attempts for 179 yards and threw an interception. But as usual, he made his impact on the ground as he led all players with 16 carries for 136 yards and a touchdown, which came on a 48 yard run in the second quarter when the Titans were actually up 10 to 3 at the time. So that actually tied the game. And that you can kind of say that was sort of a turning point for the Ravens. There's also fellow running back J.K. Dobbins, who had nine carries for 43 yards and a touchdown. And Marquise Brown, the wide receiver, has seven receptions for 109 yards. And the Ravens' defense was terrific in this game. They recorded one sack, one interception off of Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill. But the most impressive thing is they held rushing champion Derrick Henry, who finished with 2,027 rushing yards this season. They held him to 18 carries for 40 yards. The Ravens' defense is very good. They have the sixth-ranked 
passing defense, allowing 221 yards a game. And they have the eighth ranked run defense, allowing 108.8 yards. However, one thing to keep in note is the Buffalo Bills are much more well-rounded than the Titans. They love passing the ball. They're not really a run-first team. So at this point, you're going to expect the Ravens' pass defense to be more heavily challenged this week than the Ravens were with the Titans offense, which is very run focused usually. So, and that's to be expected. Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback, has been playing at an MVP level. And now let's look at the Bills a little more. They beat the Indianapolis Colts 27 to 24 last Saturday for their first playoff win since the 1995 season. Allen was terrific. He had 26 um, completions for, in 35 attempts for 324 yards and threw two touchdowns. And he also had 11 carries for 54 yards and a rushing touchdown. The Bills' other two running backs, actually by comparison, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, only had 10 carries for 42 yards combined. So Allen outperformed both the Bills' running backs. So that just further emphasizes the point. The Bills' running game isn't that good. They have talented players. Both Singletary and Moss are definitely solid players. But for whatever reason, the Bills' run game just hasn't really taken off the season. So I expect to see the pass game in display again tomorrow. And obviously, um, from last game, there's the Bills' top wide receiver, Stephon Diggs. This game, once as always this season, he's been he was terrific. Six reception for 128 yards and a touchdown. Gabriel Davis had four receptions for 85 yards, and wide receiver Cole Beasley has seven receptions for 57 yards. And there was also tight end Dawson Knox who had two catches for five yards and a touchdown. And the Bills defense, this is where things get a little interesting. Their defense is okay. It's not that great. The pass defense is 13th ranked, allowing 232.9 receiving yards um, or passing yards. And the Bills run defense is 17th ranked allowing 119.6 yards on the ground. And that's going to be something you expect the Ravens to really go after um, tomorrow with Lamar Jackson and J.K. Dobbins both capable of making big plays on the ground. So expect the Ravens to exploit the Bills' kind of shaky run defense. The Bills' offense is also going to be facing a stiff test against a very good secondary. However, it's worth noting that the Bills have had success against better-ranked secondaries. Against the Los Angeles Rams, who I mentioned are ranked first, the Bills scored 35 points. And against the third-ranked Steelers, the Bills scored 26. So I wouldn't worry too much about the rankings in terms of the score outcome, but I definitely expect that this to be a pretty stiff test offered by the um the ravens defense tomorrow against the bills and the bills are favored by 2.5 points uh as this is really this is going to be a true toss-up and i'm going to have the ravens winning a close game again as the defense once again buckles up and this time limits the bills potent offense and the bills are also going to struggle to defend the run game and i think it's going to make a difference so i have the ravens winning this game 24 to 21 so that does it for the games on saturday stay tuned tomorrow when i cover the two games on sunday enjoy all the games everyone